This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out on the cutter. Stratton strikes out, Dansby Swanson for a fourth time tonight. And the Pirates return the favor. They beat the Cubs tonight 13-7. to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and this is The Fan Early Morning Show. It's The Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. I don't know if the Pirates necessarily returned the favor in that game. I don't know if I'd call it that. I mean, they scored a lot of runs, but they also... Gave up a lot as well, but that's one of those cases where the Pirates' offense was so, so good that seven runs was not enough. You saw a lot of instances this year where the Pirates' pitching staff gave up a lot of runs, scored a good amount too, not that much, and they ended up losing. So I don't know if I'd call that, again, returning the favor. The Pirates lost by 13 runs in that first game, and in this game they... They won by, what's the math on that? I'm bad at math in the morning. Six. Seven plus six is 13. They lost by six. Or one by six in comparison to losing by 13. But you get my point anyway. It's a, it's a bit of a difference. But, hey, a win's a win. And the Pirates have the opportunity now to win the series. They play tonight at 740, another 740 start. If you want to listen to the game, you can. Here on The Fan, we got live coverage of that game for you through the Pirates Radio Network. And tonight, it's a football night. Thursday Night Football tonight featuring two NFC teams. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Steelers in Week 1, playing the New York Giants. And that game can be heard on 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDK. Tonight they've got the Westwood One broadcast. So after baseball, if you want to go over there and listen to the second half of the football game, that's uh, scheduled to start at 8.15. So you can get both in tonight, Pirates and uh, the NFL. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Steelers again because, you know, they're coming up now on a game with the Las Vegas Raiders Sunday night football this week. So they're in another primetime game. I got to work Monday morning with Crowley and Doran. So, you know, I'm going to be tired because I'm not going to go to bed until that game's over. There's so much anticipation. There's so much There's so much that you you want to look forward to but maybe you might be apprehensive about. Now, many of you out there I know are, are pessimists, and that's fine. There's there's nothing that you could see or hear or, or, or you know, watch that you, uh, you'd be swayed by. 
right? There, there, there's, there's so many reasons to be pessimistic as well, and that's how we protect our feelings sometimes, right? We don't want to be too optimistic because then when we expect the best and uh, those expectations aren't met, then you know we get sad. We don't want to be sad, right? We want to be happy as much as possible. That's just, that's just nature. It's just a natural reaction of people. So if you're pessimistic out there blindly, I mean, that's fine. I guess I kind of get it. But, uh, but you know, try not to be. And then for the rest of us, like, we're looking forward to, to seeing, okay, can the offense make adjustments? Will the Steelers decide maybe earlier this year to start playing with urgency instead of, you know, methodically running through a scheme that doesn't work? And that's really the question. Is Matt Canada competent? I don't think so. You know that. And that's just, that's a fact right now. And if you heard yesterday, too, or the other day, I think it was very interesting what's been going on with the Chicago Bears and kind of lining them up to where the Steelers are in comparison. And this is just kind of a way to to center everything to the point where maybe the Steelers aren't like the end of the world for how they're playing. Like, it's not the end of the world that they've played as poorly as they are because other organizations in the NFL are in much worse situations. Now, that's not excusing, and I'm not excusing the Steelers for a lot of the decisions they make, and I still think the offense is atrocious, and that needs to be addressed. Could be worse, could be better. But just keep it relative. Don't be too too upset because it could be the Cleveland Browns where they're spending so much on Deshaun Watson, and they're pretty much forced to keep him now because he's too much of an investment and too much of a cap hit if he were to get cut. And then you have the Chicago Bears where Justin Fields spoke uh, yesterday and he said he was asked about, you know, robotic play because he's talking about, you know, I feel a little bit robotic when I'm out there. Reporters followed up. Justin Fields says, uh, you know, it might be coaching. And that's the only thing he said. Just it might be coaching. So, you know, maybe I got to work with them and, and, and feel a little bit more free. And that's the only that's, that's the only thing that he ended up saying. Like, why is it robotic? The first thing he thought of was the coaching staff. He later tried to, to fix it and say, no, no, everything's on me. Everything's on me. Don't, uh, you know, if you're going to hold anybody responsible, hold me responsible, and that's fine. Why I bring that up is because I think there's some – respect that you got to give to to Kenny Pickett and the Steelers organization as a whole cuz some of these guys you know they 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 go and they speak to the media and they and they speak publicly and they act certain ways to the point where it's like things get distracting. I know the Steelers had a B. He's uh, I think he's an exception. Uh Le'Veon Bell, I don't he just you know the holdout was a little less than at least he wasn't on the field while he was doing some of the nonsense things he was doing. He just had a holdout, which wasn't great. But I think that's a little bit different in terms of attention grabbing. But, like, you know, in-season distractions that you have, it's nice to know that, okay, Kenny Pickett's not going to take that bait, if you get what I mean. Like, Kenny Pickett, or or not even that it's bait, but Kenny Pickett's not going to just go out there and, and express himself in that way, saying that the coaching staff is the problem. I think that's... I think that's respectable, and I think that's I think that's good, because I think that Kenny Pickett and Justin Fields might have a, a similarities in the case that they're not being able to be free. There, there's too much thinking involved. There's too much, 
There's too much game planning, you know, micromanaging game planning being being executed, and there's not enough, hey, let me just be free. Let me just let me just play like I know how to play, like I've known how to play when I was in college and what may be successful as a college player. And that I understand. I just have a lot more respect for Kenny Pickett now, knowing that Pickett isn't going to go out there and, and say that the coaching is holding him back just outright. Maybe he feels that way. Uh, maybe he doesn't, but the bottom line is he hasn't said it publicly, and I think that that is respectable. Now, something else to also uh, hold hope for is that uh, the Bears lost their defensive coordinator to resignation yesterday, which means that can remind us all that Matt Canada very well could resign on his own in the middle of the season. He doesn't seem like he will. He seems very determined to get this Steelers operation working, but you know, just keep that in the back of your heads too. He could resign on his own terms. And maybe we'll get another offensive coordinator who can who can scheme better or maybe he'll get it together. I just I don't understand I, I don't understand where he comes from a lot of the time um, where he's scheming and where, you know, when he speaks to the media too, it's like when he speaks publicly, he just, first he was boring in his quotes and that was almost unforgivable because he wasn't doing much and he wasn't saying much. Now that he's in his third year though, I mean, he progressively through that second year too, like when, when they started two and six, and he would speak during his media day. He sounded upset. This past week, he sounded upset. Now he's just got this blind ambition like, grr, you know, I met Canada, and, you know, we, we want to do better. We want to win. Of course we don't want to lose. He's really just saying the same thing, but just angrier. Like the most of the words that Matt Canada says are the same, but now he's just angry about it, which – I guess he's trying to give off the impression that, you know, he's passionate and he cares, which that's great. But also, it still doesn't mean anything. Like, okay, of course you want to get better and, you know, of course you want to stand up for the team. If you're a coach, that's respectable. But your schemes aren't working. What you're, what you're executing is not working. Whoever's fault it may be, it's ultimately your job as the offensive coordinator to scheme the offense around what the defense is doing. Maybe that's letting Kenny Pickett roam a little more freely. Maybe that's playing with a little more urgency and doing a a more hurried-up offensive approach. I'm sitting here right now. I don't have the solution with my football experience. But there's clearly a problem. And Doug Whaley said it perfectly yesterday. Relying on the defense to score is not sustainable. Relying on two touchdowns per game by the defensive side of the football is not sustainable. It's not going to win you many football games throughout a season. So the offense better pick it up. I mean, it's that bad, though. It's not just like, okay, yeah, maybe they scored 21. Maybe they're averaging 21, 20 four points a game and it's like you know it's okay they're they might be losing but at least the offense is making games close that's that's not what it is and that's why 
there should be a call for change some point soon if it doesn't get fixed. Because there is a clear problem to to identify with with what the offense is doing. But I'm just tired of him being angry as well, just blindly angry, like, oh, you know, we want to win. Yeah, well, of course you want to win. I, I do believe that he's not trying to have this team lose, but his plans and his stubbornness is just not working for him. Got a phone caller at 412-928-9370. Good morning. What's your name? Good morning. Good morning. This is Danielson. Oh. Canada. No good. Yeah. Danielson called it again. Thank you for the call. Matt Canada, no good. All right. I'm with that. <laughs> he came in yesterday and said Kenny Pickett was no good. Now he calls in today and says that Matt Canada is no good. Daniel, thank you for the call. And if you want to join the conversation as well, you're welcome to 412-928-9370 is the phone number to reach me. You can also talk to me through X if you want to tag me in a post. At Callas underscore 33 is my X handle. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. Uh, again, tag me in a post there or call me at 412-928-9370. And we got another caller. Good. Uh, good morning. What's your name? My name is Earl. From Cannonsburg? And, uh, yep. Yeah, I recognize me. you. All right. What do you want to talk about? All right. Uh, how do you think we know? We all know that uh, Canada's a, well, he's a loss. But anyway, what do you think? How do you think uh, we stack up against Las Vegas? Um, I think that, see, I'm scared because Jimmy G can pull some stuff out of his rear end, if you know what I mean. Right. You know, he's a good QB. The defense can hold up. I think they're a better offense than the Browns were. And the Steelers' offense just doesn't score right now. They haven't proven that they can score. So I'm actually kind of nervous. Yeah, I can see what you mean. With our offense, I'm nervous about everybody we play. Yeah. Now, is that a good thing, though, that you're nervous? Because, like, you you want them – you feel like they can pull some of these games out, but the offense scoring 7 to 14 points a game is not sustainable. Like, you're not going to beat everybody or even the majority of your opponents if that's the case. You know, you know how they take a uh, close-up shot of their quarterback just before the play. Mm-hmm. If you if you watch uh, Pickett's eyes, he's either got fear or disgust in him. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> You're not wrong, girl. Hey, Earl, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Oh, nice guy, Earl from Cadensburg, regular caller. Um, yeah, I mean that's true too. Pickett is playing with some fear. Now, I don't think he's living in his fears. I think he's a confident quarterback, but we talked about this yesterday, that if he's running for his life on every play, if he's being chased, he's not going to be as efficient, and that's what you need the offensive line for. Now, part of that blame could be on the offensive line. That's fine. Pickett did not make the best decision every single play. I think that's excusable, but it's also something to scrutinize. But I still hold Matt Canada to that account because – They've had success last season in the second half of the year when they were in desperation mode playing hurry-up offense, so they could do it. And I think they have a better offensive line this year through some of the acquisitions that they made. So I feel like they can do it. It's just right now I blame it on Canada because his job is to identify 
over time what's wrong and make adjustments. Whether it's just him not making the observations, whether the coaching staff around him is not communicating uh, effectively with him to, to make him aware of what's going on, it's, it's a it's a failure in the coaching, I think, most overall. And, and, and Canada is the scapegoat in this case because he's got the coordinator title. All right, got another caller at 412-928-9370. Good morning. Introduce yourself. Good morning, Nicholas. This is Mike. Hello, Mike. What do you want to talk about? Um, I just had an analogy of um, what I thought about um, Matt Canada's uh, offensive coordinating abilities. Are you familiar with the uh, movie uh, Waterboy? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Well, in this movie, uh, there's a coach of a kind of a uh, backwards team in college, and his name is Coach Klein. And uh, he has this little magic notebook where he wrote all these plays, and another coach stole it, and they're in the championship against each other, and Coach Klein finally stands up against the other coach. Um, and the other coach, is, he has no clue how to stop him. Hmm. And when I look, when I see what uh, the, the Steelers are doing offensively, I just think of Matt uh, Canada as being like clueless of, you know, how to scheme anything or how to, you know, present an offense in a way that, you know, helps our, our uh, team. And uh, he's, just, he's just clueless. Yeah, I agree, Mike. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, and thanks for the analogy. Yeah, Canada – I want clueless. I like the word incompetent better. I mean, he knows football. He just doesn't know football well enough to coach at the NFL level. I'm not going to call him clueless, though. He can design schemes. But he's just not aware enough to make adjustments. And then that makes him incompetent because his job is to make those adjustments. I mean, I think he knows football enough. but Or he knows football to a point, but not well enough to coordinate an offense at the NFL level. That's fun to call him clueless, though. I'll give you that. I mean, it's fun. It's fun, I guess. You said word clueless. Uh, I like the word incompetent, though, a little bit better. But, Mike, your points are all taken. I mean, and I like that analogy, the movie analogy with what you're talking about there. That's, uh, yeah, Canada's just, it's it's rough. And, again, I mean, Doran talked about this yesterday, too, which I think is an interesting perspective that there's a whole offensive staff that's supposed to be helping to figure this out right there's a there's supposed to be many offensive coaches that work together to identify uh issues or holes and then they're supposed to relay them to Canada Canada can't just make those adjustments you know by himself he can't just look from the coach's box and see everything that's going on he needs some communication relayed to him so that he can make the best decision and the best play calls but you know at the end of the day he has the coordinator title so we're all going to look to him and if there's a failing it starts with him and it starts with Tomlin they're almost equal in the the responsibility that they're held for these offensive struggles at least from my perspective so I encourage you to hold them responsible as well. Many of you already are. You didn't need me to tell you that. But that's just that's where it starts with those two, regardless of where the other coaches are. And if the rumors are true that Canada doesn't play well with other coaches and he's stubborn, uh, that's just foolish. It takes a whole team to be able to to put together the best structure. And if you don't have that 
that team, which again, the coaching staff is a, is a tiny team, just like the players and their individual positions. And then you know, the offensive and the defensive side of the ball, they're all little teams that all come together to create the big team that goes and competes. So if Canada is not willing to work with other coaches and take those suggestions, then, then shame on him for that. That's not, that's not the right way to go about business is it's my way or the highway, so to speak. We'll take one more caller before I got to take a break. Uh, 412-928-9370. Good morning. What's your name? It's Vic. What's up, Harry? Vic from Hazelwood. Nice guy. What's yeah, on your mind? Yeah, a, hey, listen, man. Mike told the story, but he didn't tell it all. Uh, because And the water boy, Adam Sandler, was like the T.J. Watt. The boy was bad. And the coach was uh, Klein, but he was the Fonz in the movie. He was uh, Henry Winkler, whatever his name is. But I'm going to tell you right now, until everyone like my neighbor says, old Italian guy, unless they change my, he call him Canada. Matt cannot the coach. That's what he always says. The <laughs> mind just cannot the coach. Get rid of him, cannot the coach. So his name's not Canada no more. It's Canada. Cannot the coach. Hey, Vic. man, you do a great show as always, brother. I love to listen to you in the morning. And, you know, you have a great day, bro. <laughs> you too, Vic. Thank you for the call. Matt cannot the and that made my morning. With that, we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a break. I'll be right back after uh, after this commercial break. My name is Nicholas Harry Gallus. This is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. It's September. It's truck month. Come check out their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. You can also shop online at SunChevy.com today. High of 78, low of 54. It'll be mostly clear through the morning, partly cloudy throughout the day. Then tomorrow, high of 76, low of 55, partly cloudy skies expected. And that's fan weather. And it's brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Let's go to Bob, who's driving to work. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Harry. Love the show. Thank you. So I, I think us as fans should be outside Akashore Stadium trying to help Kenny and, and push this that uh, we don't want to watch this offense anymore. But my question is really in the other direction, and it's baseball. So I've moved to Pittsburgh and fell in love with baseball over the last year or two. And uh, at what point are we going to be worried about the the pitching staff hurting Paul Skeens? Well, Bob, uh, uh, I'm concerned a bit. I want to have faith, though, because he's just, you know, a wildly good college pitcher. And. Other than one start in Double A, I mean he's been pretty successful. So I want to hold out optimism that he can that he can develop well and come up and be and be dominant right away. Now, if he pitches too much and they ruin his arm, I'll be I'll be frustrated, and that's always a concern. But in terms of him developing, I don't have too much worry right now that he's not going to develop well as long as he stays away from injury. Sounds good. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. Um, yeah, the Pirates, they have an opportunity to win this series against the Cubs. They should have won the series against the Yankees, and they didn't. And that's kind of frustrating. Um, you know, coming off a sweep of the Nationals as well. Not a sweep, actually. I'm sorry. They won three of four, but still. They've had a solid month. 
I mean, they lost two or three to the Braves. I mean, that's excusable. The series against the Yankees, not so excusable. Um, one error prevented them from winning that series, so that's kind of unfortunate. And now they have an opportunity to win the series against the Cubs. They're playing the Reds. The next series in Cincinnati for their final NL Central uh, series of the year, and then they play two NL East teams. They go to Philadelphia, and then they end this season playing the Marlins at PNC Park. So I said I wanted them to win most of the series in the month of September, and really they've done that for the most part. Again, that series against the Yankees is very frustrating. They should have won that one. Um, and the Braves, I'll excuse. They took one from the Braves, and I think it was what a, uh, the Braves had five and the Pirates had four for the season series and the nine games that they've played. So the Pirates stuck with the best team in Major League Baseball this season. I think that's something to to hold your heads high about. And um, there are some promising signs that uh, that next year could look much better uh, the way they're ending. I mean, they started the season hot, and they're ending the season hot. Just that middle part, that grind in the middle of the season, they gotta they got to figure out how to piece together. But uh, we'll see in due time. And, you know, I hope for the best for Paul Skeens and all the prospects that they're developing to come up and contribute to winning baseball in Pittsburgh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 